everyone and welcome to Beyond the Canon, the Writer's Room podcast. I'm Samelia Hodge-Dalloway. And I'm Saridzai Marufu. And in this episode, we are very excited to have playwright, founder and managing curating producer of Black Lives, Black Words, Reginald Edmund as our guest. You can find out more about Reginald and his work at our website, www.beyondthecanon.com. In the meantime, enjoy our conversation with Reginald Edmund as he joins us, your girl Sim and Saru, in the Beyond the Canon, The Writer's Room. Um, hi, Saru! Hey, Sam! <laughs> Hello! Hey, everybody! Hello! Welcome to Beyond the Canon. Um, BTC Writers Room. This is our second edition and we are so thrilled to have joining us today Reginald Edmonds but we'll get to that very very soon. Um, so Saru, do you want to just introduce yourself for of those course, who yes. <laughs> And also you've said Saru like three times. <laughs> Hi everybody, hello my name is Saru and I am the associate producer for Beyond the Canon. Um, actually, I should start off by just saying Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride, happy Pride everybody. <laughs> Definitely. I am so thrilled to be here. And, um, you know, Sim and I, we absolutely love this project, this initiative, and we're very excited about what we're trying to achieve by doing it. Um, and also just sharing this work with so many people and also just kind of celebrating all the incredible, phenomenal work that does exist in our canon. So, yeah, this is this is very thrilling for us. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you. Hello. Hello. And for people who don't know who I am, uh, my name is Amelia Hodge-Dalloway. I'm the founder of Beyond the Canon. Um, and, um, and yeah, I'm just really excited. Like Saru said, this is something that we've been wanting to do for a while now. And we're so thrilled to have the support of Matthew and Drama and Playwrights Canada Press. So they've donated the plays that we're going to be giving away later on today. Um, and we are just... Um, thrilled by just the outpouring of love and all the people that have shared and spread the word about what we're doing here today. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Beyond the Canon, for those who don't know, just really quick um, overview of how Beyond the Canon got started. Um, it started before we became an, a limited company, like with most things, right? They start with an initiative, an idea. Um, it was off the back of all the research that I did um, on black plays, um, black British plays, and um, to be specific, um, at the National Theatre. And I had researched and found over 400 plays that had been produced on our stages um, over the last 70 years. Um, and then I went on and, and sort of continued that research and discovered more plays um, that had been produced um, for black South Asian and Middle Eastern um, actors and then hence why the two monologue anthologies um, exist. It was really through the work that I've carried out researching plays um, by <clears throat> POC uh, writers, um, both in the UK and internationally. So I'm thrilled because what people may not know is that we have been doing monologue showcases um, in drama schools. Um, and I've also designed a diversity in plays and monologue course as well. Um, and um, 
And it's fantastic because those who have engaged with the work have really got a lot out of it. For me, it was about breaking the cycle of us not seeing ourselves reflected in the course material, in the productions, um, and being able to share the rich legacy of plays that exist that have us in there front and center. Um, and for me, it was really about empowering um, the generations that exist now, but also the generations that are coming up. And, and places working with hands. It's always really, really great to sort of see how the students themselves respond to the work. Uh, I, like Sim and I were always talking about how just rejuvenated we feel like coming off of Beyond the Canon Showcase. You actually see um, the recognition that the students get when they are actually working with the directors because we also use artistic directors of the future another company that sim founded uh they have over 300 directors uh which are all poc directors and we use them to bring in as directors so that they can direct these incredible pieces with also these students and it's always like the synergy of all of those moving parts working is always so spectacular and it's always so moving to see just how important it is and it's also a little bit sad when you recognize that sometimes the this is not something they come across very often, uh, if at all. And how, you know, they may have gone years and years of education and they've never been in a space kind of like that one that would have been facilitated by a Beyond the Canon workshop. And it's, it's always um, enlightening as well. Yeah. It makes us want to do more. It makes us want to be more active. It makes us recognize the amount of work that is required that we need to do. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it is definitely a journey and a process and we're happy to do it. It's really fun. <laughs> so Saru jumped on. Like Saru was that girl. I mean, I mentioned this last time, but I always have to say it because I'm so blessed to have Saru. Like really it's about the team. You know, this is a movement and whenever you're trying to create change in the industry, you need the best players, right? You need the people who are gonna be the best advocates, the people that get it, understand the message, understand why we're doing what we do. And Saru approached me when I was doing a workshop, right, for surviving actors. And she was like, how do I get involved? <laughs> how can I get involved? How can I work with you? And so from there, I was like, oh, you wanna work with me? Great, because I, I had no one. I had nobody um, and you know we still have a team of two right now um, <laughs> we're going strong sorry we're going strong um, but it's, it was fantastic and ever since then it's just been amazing to um, have Saru as part of the Beyond the Canon team and she as you can see she's, she's so passionate about the work equally passionate about the work um, so that's fantastic but today we're going to be giving away this beauty, it's black lives. <laughs> You've got it today. <laughs> well done, Saru. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> um, giving away this anthology. Now, um, Reggie will talk a little bit more about this um, um, as he's the founder of Black Lives, Black Words um, International Project. Um, but this play we're giving away, we might give away more than one copy today, so stay tuned for that. Um, we will be inviting uh, a winner that will be randomly selected um, to come and join me live um, so we can sort of discuss um, sort of your interest in the anthology and why you're interested in having this anthology, even though we all know that everyone should have this anthology, right? Um, <laughs> yes. It's part of international um, writers from the UK um, <clears throat> and the States 
and it also has not only sort of professional I say professional, let's say more experienced writers, but it also has first-time writers in here as well that have written short plays in response to the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and also has colleges as well. So we, this book comprises of, um, sort of high school students that have written responses as well as those who we know and love and who we stand on the, on the shoulders of. Um, so this is a fantastic book. Um, that everyone should want to have on their bookshops, on uh, well, their bookshops and their bookshelves. <laughs> um, and, and also, you know, to take in their classrooms and read and just sort of engage with um, the black experiences, the many black experiences. Um, so definitely we're going to be giving this away. If you're interested, make sure, because I think that we caught a few people off last time when I invited <laughs> them to the like, oh, I'm eating, I'm not quite ready. So um, please make sure that you're ready. We're going to be giving these away. I'm going to invite you in to come in and uh, and to have a little chat with us. Um, and also just to congratulate you on the winning of the book. So um, stay tuned for that. And at the end of the session, <laughs> at the end of the session, what I'm also going to do is I'm going to invite anybody to just place a comment like anywhere on any of our social platforms. I will look at all of them. Just talking about these works and what they mean to you really and you know why they're important. And generally just leave a comment that inspires and motivates and also celebrates the work that we're trying to do. And I will select one of those comments and I will give you the Black Lives Black, Black, Lives, Black Words <laughs> Anthology, which is freaking brilliant. And it's very true. Samelia is very right. It is definitely something that everybody should have, especially since we have Reginald Edmund with us today, who is the one who selected and edited all the pieces in this book. So it definitely is, um, you're going to want it more. You're going to want it more once you've heard from him. <laughs> But yeah, um, definitely. What I would say is that the people that can win this book, so if you're a student, if you're currently a student, or if you're um, undertaking a um, artistic training, if you're on this artistic training program, then you can sign up to win this book. So you can um, just message me or add me to request to come and join me live throughout the program, and I will just be picking and choosing um, a couple of people randomly to uh, give them the book. So we're looking forward to that. So about Reggie. <laughs> I think that we, yeah, I think that we should just say a little bit about Reggie before we add him in now. Uh Reginald is an award winning playwright. Um he's currently based in Chicago, but he is originally a Texas boy from Houston. And um he is like like we said, he's the founder of Black Lives, Black Words International Project. We are so excited to have him on air to talk about art as activism and how Black Lives, Black Words is really a platform for that. It offers writers an opportunity to talk um, candidly and unapologetically about the movement or about things that they feel affect their communities in the black communities. So we are so excited to have Reginald Edmund, who also is my husband, <laughs> to come in and join. So Reggie, come to the sofa. I come love that. 
I love hey, your journey, Reggie. Your journey was very long to get to the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hike, but I, I had to make it. <laughs> you had to make it. You had to make it. Reggie, thank you so much. Good to see you. Good to see you, Reggie. Oh, I'm super excited to be here. This is so um, cool. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to do this, and thank you so much. I mean, I, I know that you're obviously a very, very big supporter of Beyond the Canon, and um, and we're a big supporter of Black Lives, Black Words as well. And um, mm -hmm. it's always really, really exciting to see you in the Q&A session after our Beyond the Canon showcases. <laughs> and, it's, and honestly, and, and it's always really kind of, uh, frustrating a little bit as well because we always want to hear more from you than the time that we usually have. Um, so this is an opportunity for us to get to know you a little bit better. Um, I thought we should just start off with the questions. If anybody yeah. has got any questions for Reggie, please feel free to post them below in the comments and we will very much try our best to get around to them. Oh, hey, Annie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely. Um, Reggie, just to start off the questions a little bit, um, I'm going to I'm going to kind of try and split you in half a little bit because I know that being an artist is all consuming, but I'm going to just kind of try and focus on you being a black man, an African-American man. And in mm -hmm. today's climate with everything that is happening in the world, I don't think it's ever been more urgent for us to be having conversations such as these ones but as a black man a, a, how do you feel that you need to be I suppose just championing the black narrative do you feel some kind of responsibility for it as a black man uh, I, I think uh, yes the answer to that is totally 100% I, I feel like uh, not just as a, a black man, but also as a, a black artist, it's our duty to to really speak to our communities and to serve our communities. That's the whole purpose of what it means to be an artist today, a, a black artist today. I feel like you know, uh, so often we 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 shirk our our duties, but. I think some, uh, something that is really important for us to remember is that uh, as a playwright, as a black man, as a, as a black artist, we come from a very long tradition of, of storytellers and, and griots. We go all the way back to the griots. What we do is sacred. So, uh, and, and it courses through our blood in a way uh, that that we hold that those ancestors with us, you know? So I think it's so important for uh, black artists uh, to speak out, to have their voices heard, to serve their community, and, and to really be uh, a voice for our people. Do you think that there's a, a double standard with regards to the responsibility thrust upon black artists, black creatives, uh, with regards to social justice or activism or anything along those lines, really? Do you feel like it is a double standard? You wouldn't necessarily get that same responsibility thrust upon a regular politician or, you know, a white counterpart. Mm -hmm. uh, is it a double standard? Uh don't know. Maybe, maybe, but at the same time, I feel like um, there. What we do is a sacred task, you know, and uh, we could choose to do something else. We could choose to be to be bankers or work at as bag boys or 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 whatever or whatever else, you know. But if you've chosen to take on the role as a black artist 
there holds within you a very sacred task that you need to take, that you need to recognize and, and hold on to, you know? Um, yeah, and I think that's just where we, where we stand in this. So I'm going to just take us to Black Lives, Black Words, <laughs> right. because I really want yeah. us to sort of talk about, for those who don't know Black Lives, Black Words, we're, mm -hmm. we're rocking the T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you just tell us a little bit about Black Lives, Black Words, you know, how it mm -hmm. got started and what you've done today? Yeah, so uh, Black Lives, Black Words is an activist theater. Uh, we started off by uh, creating 10-minute plays uh, and as response pieces for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and, and then uh, from there, we kind of exploded out. So now we also provide workshops, panel discussions. Uh, we do college takeovers in which we provide college students and university students to have the opportunity to be not just uh, artists, but also activists and art leaders within their own communities and speak on the very issues that are going on within their communities, right? Which is so, which very often uh, they don't get the opportunity to do, right? And then on top of that, now we're doing uh, new play development initiatives. We're also, uh, we just recently, last year, did the I Am Fest, which was a celebration a three-day celebration for uh, women of color in arts, activism, and leadership, right? Uh, fully produced, developed, and led by black women, by women of color, which is amazing. And then on top of that, uh, now we're doing an Which online... ended, sorry, I have to say. Yes, <laughs> yes got to say that. With 100 women of color on the Goodman Theater stage, one of the biggest theaters in our country, uh, in the United States, uh, performing the transcript of Sandra Bland's arrest, uh, written by Madisala Adebayo, and directed by this lady right here, <laughs> Samia Hatsuko. So, and Madis going to be on um, BTC Writers Room soon, so mm -hmm. make sure you tune in for that episode too. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so we're we're growing and we're doing. But to say how we started off, it really started off by. Um, at the time of the deaths of Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin and Sandra Bland and so many others, uh, I was really frustrated that there wasn't an opportunity for uh, me to speak out as an artist uh, on the issues that were taking place within my very own community. And I began to wonder how many other artists are also feeling that exact same um, desire to speak out and have their voices heard. And so I partnered with uh, Samelia Hodge Dalloway, uh, my wife, not my wife at the time. <laughs> it was strictly business. It was strictly business. <laughs> um, it's uh, suspicious and... when you have to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so uh, I, we, we worked together to create this international project that has, has exploded out and has now served uh, two continents, three countries, uh, nine cities so far, worked with four colleges and universities, and we're growing. And so it's been really, really beautiful. I think it's phenomenal. You know, I, I'm really drawn to what you were talking about with regards to the college takeovers. Um, I mean, obviously, education, leadership, especially, you know, off the back of what you were saying with regards to IM Fest, is something that you absolutely 100% seem to be championing. Um, 
Do you feel like there is a gap in the educational system with regards to what these students are lacking? Do you find that is the case when you go into these schools? Or do you find, this is going to be quite loaded, do you find that there is a block or, <laughs> or <laughs> a block? I have many questions, Reggie. A block or like when you're trying to kind of break into these institutions and kind of just spread what you think is essential for any black creative to be having since it's more than just, a, it's a calling, as you were saying, it's a responsibility, a duty. Do you think that they, they have something that, that they're missing out on simply because of how the curriculum is built? Well, yeah, um, I think a huge part of it is due to oftentimes the instructors and the faculty don't really reflect uh, some of the student body that is that is there, right? And so that's one part in it. But also, uh, sometimes those those instructors aren't equipped to. Uh, really speak on the very issues that are taking place within our, our communities and our societies, right? And so I think that plays a huge part of it. And so uh, it, this thing, this, this, these college takeovers, what it does is it really allows these students to, for the very first time, uh, create positive, uh, speak out and really push for positive uh, social changes to take place within their communities in a way that uh, they're, they've never been provided before, you know? Uh, oftentimes they're, they're pushed Romeo and Juliet and, and Moby Dick or something, and, and, but they're not really pushed towards, like, what does it mean to be an artist in the modern day, in the modern day society, you know? And I think that that's something that, that we need to really push towards our, our communities. If you have any questions for Reggie. Yes, please, please any questions, please post, guys. <laughs> please definitely post. Um, before we move on, because mm -hmm. later on, Reggie is going to tell us um, the three plays that he wished that he would have read before he entered the professional industry. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be really interesting. So you're going to want to have a notepad and pen. Yeah. <laughs> Down, okay, and that you can invest in these writers. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why we're doing this. So, if you have a question, if you have a burning question for Reggie or anyone here, mm -hmm. um, please do. Oh, someone just said, just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> you are boring. Okay. <laughs> Reggie, um, what I also wanted to just ask as well is to say, I mean, obviously, there are so many people who just want to help. I mean, ever since this, uh, all of these protests have been happening all over the world, I cannot begin to tell you how many times I have been asked by friends, by colleagues, by anybody, what can I do to help? And obviously, <laughs> I'm at a loss because I, I can't know what everybody's right. to do. And everybody's got their small part to play, however way that they can, you know, be an activist. But what would you say to somebody who would saying, Reggie, what can I do to help? Yeah, I mean, I think, mm, woo, I, I think we are in like this really critical time as, as teachers and artists and students need to really push for uh, positive uh, societal change into our communities. And, and uh, this is our moment to really stop and to make people listen to our calls for, for uh, to confront uh, social injustices in our communities, you know? Um, so I, I think 
I'm going to give you four actions that people can really take in order to to um, to step up, right? We're going to call these the four actions to step the hell up. Excuse my language, right? I love that he has them. You know, he's got, I got my four actions. Yes, right, Jay. <laughs> One of them is uh, support black businesses and especially support our, our black artists uh, by black plays, by paintings, by poetry, by our novels. Support, support, buy, you know? Uh, I would encourage uh, people to uh, use these plays, uh, use these works of art, use this lovely anthology right here to uh in your classrooms as a historical reflection for uh the times that we're living in today right um i would say number three it is become more empathetic to the experiences the pain the the struggle the the sorrow and the even the triumphs uh, of black communities right and really really support these things and then um I would say also, um, and I can't, I can't stress this enough, uh, the elections are coming up soon, right? The elections are coming up soon, and I hope people uh, will use these plays to get a better understanding of uh, the times that we're in, uh, who we are and how we stand, uh, and, and then use that to, to empower them to make the right choice when it comes down to going to the ballot and voting. That's my four. Boom. Okay, so we've got a couple of questions. <laughs> which, um, it says, how did you get into writing? So we've got a few questions that have come up here and then we're gonna have to move on. So how did you get into writing, Reggie? Uh, so I stepped into to the world of playwriting on accident, right? Uh, I started off as an actor in the city of Houston, Texas. Uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for actors that are skinny, black, with dreadlocks and glasses. Yeah, right? he had dreadlocks. I had, I had <laughs> genetics is evil. All right, and so um, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for me, and so I began to get really incredibly frustrated with uh, with being an actor. Right, and so one day I don't recommend anybody do, do this, but one day I go to an audition, and I. In the middle of the audition, uh, I say, I know the story, sorry. <laughs> this play is terrible. I say, this play is terrible. I could write better in my sleep, whatever. I, I don't remember the exact words, but it was bad. All right, and so the lady who ran the theater, uh, she, she pulled me aside and she said, one, uh, you can't speak that way about somebody's work because they've spent uh, time effort and their heart pouring into these works, right? So there's that. And then two, if you think you can go home and do better, then uh, do it. And so I was like, I was young, I was hot-headed. I was like, all right, lady, I'll take your challenge. Uh, and so I <laughs> I go home and I, keep this boy I go home <laughs> and I lock myself away for like, a week, two weeks, or something like that, crazy. And then I come back with this really bad play called A Love Story. And I go, boom, here you go, lady. This is my play. Uh, and so uh, I, I am so indebted to uh, Miss Marie, who ran the Silver House Theater in Houston, Texas. 
I think uh, we can say we all are. We, we are all in debt yeah. to her, really, because, I mean, obviously, she created something that was truly special. Um, Reggie, just to also touch on some of the questions that are coming through here. Uh, yeah, yeah, the next yeah. question was, do you know of any platforms where uh, that lists any kind of black businesses people should support? Uh, do you know any platforms that you might be able to kind of enlighten others on? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, Black Business, uh, I believe it's blackbusiness.com. Uh, there, there's uh, Ebony Magazine, and uh, and uh, there's, there's you know various there's platforms. So there's so many. Platforms. Well, <laughs> there's so many, and all you need to do, I mean, on Facebook, mm. what's really beautiful about right now is that people have jumped on the bandwagon of um, finding ways to advocate for yeah. others. And so what you're finding is that loads of people are creating lists. They're creating lists of businesses. They're mm. creating lists of restaurants. They're creating lists of coffee shops. Obviously, that was triggered by Starbucks. Right, we, thank, right. we, thank, we were thankful for that moment because actually these these businesses have always existed. There's even the recent list on bookshops, mm. black bookshops that have come out as well. And what we can do is um, we'll find a way through our social right. media platforms to, again, try to um, sort of signpost everybody to those businesses. Mm -hmm. um, but we, yeah, but I think for Reggie to sit here and try to right. we'll <laughs> list them all would be too much, too much. Uh, we have another question that says yeah, about um, where should you put in terms of, we're going to have to be the last question because question, we're going to move sorry, on. Guys. I'm really sorry. We, we will have another moment with Reggie. People, if you want it, let us know. If you want us to have another moment with Reggie, like I said before, he just, you know, this is why we, we're good together because we both very much speak our minds. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Uh, we're very, very outspoken when it comes to change. But the question was, was where do you think schools, oh, goodness, I keep missing it. Where do you think schools should start in terms of educating others in black lives and culture through the arts? So where do you think schools mm. should start mm. in terms of educating others? I mean, I think, for one, uh, they need to start putting more uh, black literary works into the classroom pour that thing out, right? Uh, I think they also need to to step up in terms uh, of uh, really listening to what's going on within the communities that there's that they're placed inside of, right? Really, really having that kind of a discussion in terms of, of what does it mean to be uh, black in America today or in the world today, right? Uh, and then also uh, encouraging their students to really look at who is speaking their their truths. Who are those artists within those communities, outside of their communities, both nationally, internationally as well, that are really speaking those the, the narratives that they need to be hearing. Um, they could put Citizen inside of their, uh, the pl the plays uh, called Citizen inside of their classrooms. They could teach that. They could teach the Black Lives, Black Words anthology. I'm plugging hard, right? Uh, <laughs> I think uh, so very so many different uh, putting the, those people who have stepped forward and done the work, um, like August Wilson and so many more, who, uh, Langston Hughes and so on and so on, right? 
yeah there's 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 a lot more and again um that's the work of you know black lives black words and also mm-hmm. beyond the canon too um in terms of tapping into these libraries right. right these libraries that already exist and these living writers and also those that have, are not with us anymore mm-hmm. but actually have left such a rich legacy um i just want to say one last thing because there's a plug that i really want you to do which yes. is what's coming next so what's next for black lives oh black words? My goodness i'm so glad that you asked <laughs> so we have uh what's coming up next is this uh really beautiful thing called uh plays for the people it's our black lives black words is doing an online play season uh performs uh uh live on zoom right which will be featuring uh new works from playwrights such as Idris Goodwin, uh, Dominic Taylor, uh, Chisel Hutchinson, myself, my charming <laughs> and adorable self, right? <laughs> Anya Pearson, Katrina D. Richard, and so many more. So, I, I, and, and these are playwrights that are all over the, all over the globe, right? Uh, from the U.S. to, to Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is something that's really exciting, that's going to be, uh, just really pushing where uh, and showing off the adaptability and flexibility uh, and agileness of black artists within the world. Amazing. So what we'll do is that we'll also make sure that we share mm-hmm. that on our social media. Check platform. out our website, blacklifesblackwords.org. So, yeah. There you go. Check out it. Blackwords.org. So check out blackwords.org. We will put, I'll make sure that I put the link in all of our socials, guys. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to then touch on your plays. See, every single single playwright that we are inviting onto BTC Writers Room has been asked to think of three plays by Black, Asian, Latinx, and Middle Eastern writers that they wish Mm -hmm. they had read prior to them entering the industry. Uh, This is an opportunity for you guys to learn about new plays, uh, learn about new playwrights or works that you may not know as well, but also just to kind of see what moves the playwrights, what inspires and motivates them too. Please continue. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my three uh, would be Two Trains Running by August Wilson. This play uh, was the first time that I saw really encouraged communities to to step up and, and stand up and say, this is my home and, and it's not for sale, right? And really stand against gentrification and, and um, urban renewal or whatever else it might be called, right? So I really, really love Two Trains Running. Uh, Stick Fly by Lydia Diamond, uh, who's, I call her my artistic auntie. Um, so Stick Fly is like one of the first times that I've seen a play that was really about uh, the middle class Black American experience, right? Uh, the middle and upper Black experience. And I think her work is just absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Genius. And then uh, Nambi Kelly, uh, she wrote this play called Native Son, which is an adaption of the book Native Son. Uh, and it's one of the first times that I've ever been really jealous of a playwright for writing a play. It is that powerful and that brilliant and that exciting. Um, it's speaking to not just to that book, but also who we are now and who we were back then in a really, way, in a really exciting and bold way that 
it was just brilliant. Uh, I'm going to add a fourth one. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, uh, the elaborate entry of Chad Deity by uh, a friend of mine, uh, Christopher Diaz, who's brilliant, who's a brilliant, brilliant writer. Uh, I, I, I think his play was something that that hits on so many different levels in a, in a really exciting and bold way. And so I think those are my four plays that I would really, really be pushing. And I love that you mentioned the elaborate um, entrance of Chad Deity because actually he was Deity, but like mm -hmm. he is, that was one play that I read that, I mean, all of the plays that you yeah. mentioned are amazing, but that was one play that I read, I was like, oh my gosh, it's about mm -hmm. wrestling. Right. What relationship, like how is he, <laughs> why am I gonna wanna read a play about wrestling? Right. Like wrestlers? And it was so incredible how it interweaves mm -hmm. um, politics, like racial politics within yeah. this story. It's really about sort of the even masculinities, mm -hmm. about that stereotypes and how the stereotypes and how that's played up in certain environments. Yeah. Um, and I think that anybody that you have to read that play, and actually, we're going to have Christopher on this we show. Are. Too. Actually, we're going to have everybody apart from August Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> But that's really, really amazing. Mm. But I'm really in interested because I think Stick Fly as well. I, I mean, all of the plays that you yeah. mentioned are and really, really Diamond is just everything. So Lydia Diamond is Stick Fly is such a special play that not many people yeah. do, do. I mean, I think it's been done a very, very small right. amount of times, right? right. And um, it was great to 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 see it actually live mm -hmm. in America in Chicago. Yeah, we saw it together, right? right. You've probably seen it before that point. But what was it about the the three or four plays that you've mentioned that were really significant for you mm -hmm. as an artist? What, you, yeah, how did they sort of, um, what did they give you in terms of validation? If they gave you anything in terms mm -hmm. of validation, but also why was why are those four plays so significant to you personally as an artist? Well, I think each of those various different plays uh, allowed me to see myself as a black man in various different ways mm -hmm. that I thought was was thought provoking and smart and 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 stirred inside of my soul um, each in their own different ways right um, something that that hasn't been tapped into by plays before and so that's why I, I feel like those works are really really exciting and special right I mean uh, I think uh, the elaborate entry of Chad Deity uh, even though it is a play that's about wrestling, right? But at the same time, it's about so much so more. Cool. And it's really a very sharp critique yeah. about the American, American dream. And just, yeah. The American theater and the American dream, right? It, and so that's why I really, I was really drawn to that one, right? A Native Son, you know, it, it, it's looking at a black man being uh, pursued by by the police and, and then prosecuted in, in the pain that happens by that that is not even touched on right that that very few speak out on right and so i felt like that was one of the plays that really stood out for me and and really um had a deep impact on on the kind of work and writing that i really want to do right um 
stick fly. You know, at first you look at it and you're like, oh, this is a family drama play. This is, oh, Lord, right? But at the same time, it's really speaking about uh, generational curses Mm -hmm. and and race politics and, and... interracial dating and and yes. and looking at what does it mean to, to hold in family secrets uh that we haven't tapped into right uh, um and the pain that that can cause to us i mean two trains running i mean august wilson is um i mean august wilson is one of the reasons why i i love being a playwright, right? Uh, he, he's probably one of my biggest heroes right there with like Charles Smith and, mm-hmm. and, um, and Carlisle Brown and, and Dominic Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. Those, are my, those are my male playwright he- heroes, right? So Two Trains Running, it really is looking at like black masculinity. What does it mean to be uh, black in America t- today? Um, fighting against gentrification, and the need for our black communities to stand up, out and, and, and speak out against those, uh, those injustices that are taking place within our communities. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Yeah. I, I think that's a fantastic stuff. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't got any plays on their shelves just yet, because mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, over the course of our BTC writers room, you also you start to build that connection up, right? Um, those are the plays that are mm. so important, and and they they're all they all even though they carry with them, they tackle a lot of um, political issues. They, their tone of each right. play is so different, right. right? So Stick Fly, it has sort of really comedic moments in it. Like it mm. really has like some the humor in it. Is the, yeah. it's, it's a family. It's a family coming together, and um, and and whenever you have that mm. you're always going to have the banter alongside yeah. the um um sort of the the layer mm-hmm. of um of of issues that may be being sort of shoved under the carpet right, right. slowly start to come out you know what i mean and it's mm. such a beautiful um way of um experiencing storytelling as well in a very sort of conversational way and it's it's really just an easy read it's such a it's it's a play that i feel like in terms of the revelations in it mm. it really slaps yeah. you in the face like it's, oh, it's so it's brilliantly written and it's so brilliantly placed those moments of like mm-hmm. dramatic tension and conflict is so brilliantly placed in that play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check out those plays. Check out those Your plays. Your enthusiasm, guys. Um, Your enthusiasm is so adorable to watch. Like, I love this. Is this what your dinners are like? <laughs> just, just absolutely just oh, so much awe of these works. I don't know whether it's enjoyable for us or not. I mean, so it depends on the play, right? Mm. So or whether you agree or whether you agree on the place because you both speak so passionately about about these works um actually just to say guys we're not gonna just tell you books that you should have and just be like okay we're done here we got you yeah um bloomsbury uh material drama oberon um canada press playwrights they have well, playwrights canada press they have given us um discounts so, so if you go yeah. to www.beyondthecanon.com if you go to sims top shelf um if you go there you will see some discounts uh there's some links there as well so you can go straight to the website 
buy books, guys, buy them, buy them, buy mm -hmm. them. And the discounts are there. They go up to digital copies, go up to 45%. Uh, you got 30% for hard copies. Everything at Playwrights Canada Press is 25% off right now. So please definitely do take advantage of this beautiful knowledge that Reggie has very kindly, thank you, Reggie, shared with us. Um, and also just thank you for what you do, Reggie. I mean, we appreciate you and we appreciate the legacy that is so rich and so marvelous. Please check out Reggie's work as well, guys. Uh, he's an incredible playwright. Um, so definitely, definitely check those out. Try and buy those too as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely for certain. I can see that there's a question on here. What do you think of the audition monologue book, Hear Me Now? Okay, so... Ah. Um, that's a really good question. Mm. And so first of all, as someone who's written monologue books, um, I would say that I am supportive of any material that can come mm -hmm. out and that can support um, actors at any given stage of their careers. Um, I think that it's the, the, the reason for creating that book um, was to it, it was sort of its own sort of separate project. Mm. It was to create monologues, I believe, and I hope I've got this mm. correct, um, that the actors would want to play. So it wasn't, so, so the only, I wouldn't call it an issue, but the only thing that I would say that people need to remember is that these are monologues that I've written, not plays. Right. They've not come from a full length um, right. text. Right. They're actually specifically written for, for those, those actors, actors right. who have requested to play to to wanna um, perform a particular mm. character. Um, and what I would say is that that's like definitely invest in anything you can get your hands on. But what I would say is that don't let that take you away from the archive. Like right. we already have like, such a rich, we I have guess that, such a rich archive. I'm a bit biased because yeah. I know how many plays that we have that are existing today. And I'm like, please like know of the writers right. that have written full length plays that are out there that mm. are published. Some of them are unpublished that we're trying to get published. Um, and I think that it's really important. Yeah that we don't pretend that that, that that archive doesn't exist. Mm. And we feel like we're having to sort of start from ground zero. We don't have to start from ground zero. Right. There are a lot of plays that exist. Um, mm. And so, um, so with that being said, I need to give away some plays. We've literally got about 15 right. minutes. So sorry, we can't answer any more of your questions. Um, but if you are a student or if you're on a course right now, please hit me up in the request. Um, to let me know that you are and that you want to win this fantastic anthology. I'm going to have mm -hmm. to say so bye to Saru for now, but we're going to add Saru back in in a sec. So bye, Saru. <laughs> bye, Saru. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who we've got. Who wants to win this play? Let's see who we have. Is there any students? Anyone who is a student, let me know. Um, so I'm guessing those who have requested are students. So let's go with. Who should we go with? Who's, who's a student on here? Who's a student? Who's a student? Who's on? Can you just like let me know? Um, is anybody a student of anyone? currently on an artistic yeah course. do we have any students at and all someone said i'm a student oh, <laughs> i swear 
<laughs> if there's any students or if there is a particular um, student or young person that you would mm -hmm. give this to, and I will have to trust that you will do that. Um, oh, I can... <laughs> Okay. Right. I I would be willing to give it to a teacher. Yeah. Let's see. So request me. We Let me see if there's anybody um, that so questions will come in. Here we go. I think I saw. So this is. I think I believe this is a teacher that would like to give it to a student. Is that correct? Let me see. Hello. I can't see you. Hello? Hello? How are you doing? Oh shit, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Saru then, I don't know how that happened, but talking about students and whatnot, I am a student of life and we have a collective, so we look at our, um, there's about 15 of us, we read through scripts, we share them, we debate them, so... That's amazing. Oh, we have that. We'll have that. What's your what's what's your group called? What's it called? Concrete Collective. There's like five of us in this group right now. I passed and said, "Look, guys, let's support the room." Oh, that's awesome. Amazing. Well, we'll definitely give you um we'll definitely give you a book. So you have I don't know how I got tuned into this, but I all oh, my sister knows there as well. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Concrete Collective, is that correct? Yes. So Concrete awesome. Collective, you were getting the Black Wise, Black Wise anthology. <laughs> I love the fact that you're alive. You're like, oh my God, we got you, we got you. <laughs> Thank you so much guys for everything you're doing. Don't stop, we need people like you. You're inspirational. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate you too, and keep yeah. us posted in terms of the, in terms of the um, comments from your group. I would love to hear yeah. the feedback. Thank All you right so then. much. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay, so right. sure you give it to Concrete Collective. I love the fact that there's more than one person from yeah. Concrete Collective here. That is that so is awesome. amazing. Um, okay, are there any other students? We can give away one more book live. So is there any other students or anybody who is on an artistic training course mm -hmm. or any sort of teacher that wants to gift this to right. a student or a young person? Teach in their classroom. <laughs> teach in their classroom. Is there anybody? Just let me know in the comments. We've literally got to be quick because we've literally, we're going to be signed off of Instagram shortly. <laughs> because um, we only have an hour on Instagram. Mm. So if there's anybody Anybody? Am I? Oh, I'm not getting any comments anymore. What's happened? I think it's kind of frozen for some oh, unknown reason. All right. Um. Okay. So I'm a I'm drama a level. A level student. Yeah. All so right. That works. Let me bring you in. So, Christiana, I am bringing you in. Yes. Let's go, girl. Okay. I'm waiting for you now, Christiana. Hello! Hey, how are you doing? Hi. Can you yeah! Hear you. Is your name Christiana? Correct? Hello. What's your name? I'm Christina. Christina. Oh, I'm sorry. Christina, what school do you go to? Thank you. This is so unexpected. What did you say? Sorry? What school do you go to? 
I go to um, a sixth form, it's called Oaks Park High School. Never heard of it, probably. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, but you... it's okay. And so, um, what are you studying at the moment? Um, I study drama, English literature and media, but I'm in year 13 and we've got no exams and it's been crazy. I don't know what to expect, what's going to happen. So yeah, it's been a bit mad. <laughs> we know, and this is why we did this. We yeah. did this for you, uh, Christina, because we knew Thank you so much. was disruptive right now due to COVID-19. So I'm so excited and yeah. so happy that you joined us today because this, this was with you in mind so we are so delighted to thank you are super excited to with the black this book. <laughs> thank you this is the best thing that's happened oh, so stay tuned because like every wednesday we're going to be giving out sort of a lot more um anthologies and right. single pay text so stay tuned so you'll be able to just you'll be able to like, thank out. You. you will have like many yeah. more books i'm sure that will be delivered to your <laughs> So, thank you. And she'll get your postal address and she'll get it sent out to you, okay? Thank you so much. Well, thank you for listening in. Yeah, so thank you so much, Chris. I've learned so All right, take care. Thank you. Bye. 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 Oh, very cool. I love doing this. This, this is, is amazing. so amazing. Um, so, yeah, Saru, she's got you, so that's brilliant. So, what we'll do is we'll just quickly bring Saroon for the last. Well, we've got like five minutes. We got five minutes. Or less than five like minutes. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Christina, Kirsty. Do you know Kirsty just walks in the light? You know, if there's something to be won, she will win it. We've got two brilliant winners for the Black Lives Black Words anthology. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, and when you win, could you take a picture and just let us know, let us know that you, that you it, have yeah. received the books? That'd be really great. And just share it on our social media page. That'd be amazing. Um, so, Saru, you're doing a lottery for the Black Lives Black Words book. I remind am. I am, everybody. So, I am going to be giving away my copies of the Black Lives Black Words. Bomb. Yes, there's more. So you'll be able to get that if you just post in the group. Uh, no, not in the group. Just any social media platform. Abby on the Canon um, on Twitter. On Abby on the Canon on Instagram. Beyond the Canon on Facebook. Just post any reason why you would want to have this book and also why the work matters to you um what inspires you about the work what motivates you what's lacking anything really just tell us what you need out of this work and i will pick the most boss comment and i will send you i will send you a copy of this book i will be announcing who gets it on friday so um so yeah just get to just get to writing to us guys honestly we want you to okay. have these books. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We thank you all so much. Thank for you all in. so much. Really we appreciate you. We have got a different guest. So not my husband, unfortunately. <laughs> no, this is too convenient. The next one is going to be on a different screen. <laughs> Stay abreast of our social media mm. pages and we'll let you know who that is and we'll also let you know what plays we're giving away as well next week Wednesday so we look forward to seeing you then so thanks from us in Chicago um, and Me. thanks <laughs> from Saru in London <laughs> thank you so much guys we really really do appreciate you 
Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>